The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It is December 11th, 2017. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and this is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Tonight we're talking about Monday Night Raw for December 11th, 2017. Got, got Justin Labar here. And um, yeah, man. Oh, there we go. I'm like, what's that noise in the background? Uh, Justin, how's it going tonight, man? It's going good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. That was a hell of a raw. So Matt Morgan, hopefully, will be coming along here in a little bit. Um, oh, how do we unpack this tonight? <laughs> you know, I I don't know. It's you know, it's it's the odd time of year. You have a, a SmackDown pay per view the Sunday. You have. The Christmas shows coming up, which are always, you know, very, uh, very peculiar. You're so far away from Rumble still, so it's it's an odd time to be booking for WWE as it is every year. And then you look at the landscape of what you have to work with. Uh, it's it's weird. No, absolutely, man. So what do, what do you make of how that main event ended? Uh, I mean, do you think it's going towards a triple threat? I would think so. You know, <clears throat> when everybody saw the match was announced earlier in the day that the winner would face Brock. You know, you're like, okay, are they going to sacrifice Bra- or are they going to sacrifice Braun again? They're not surely going to give a one-on-one match with Kane. So this kind of makes sense because you'll be able to build, you know, uh, three legitimate forces, uh, and it's a very unique match. We've never seen the three guys in the ring together all at once. And you'd figure, assuming the plans haven't changed, that we think that we know, and that Brock is going to still go to Mania as champion. You know, this is a way to protect, you know, to protect Braun Strowman. Yeah, man. It's uh, definitely a way to do that. I mean, I didn't think there was any way Kane was winning this, but I think that's that, how they get to have it both ways. Um, you know, in terms of uh, coming up with a finish that is satisfactory, um, has a clear winner, but at the same time doesn't hurt Braun because I think Braun versus Brock still has a lot of life in it at some point. Yeah, I mean... Braun versus Brock was, you know, it surprised all of us when it was done earlier in the fall that it was being done then. It's, you know, it's certainly a, a mania caliber match the way that Braun was being built. You know, Braun, he didn't get, he didn't look bad, but obviously he didn't win. So, it, you know, it, it kind of, I think it, I think it left a lot of people, myself included, with a, a bad taste in the mouth of how they, how they did that. So, there's still a lot more money and a lot more mileage to be done between those two. The fact they're going back to it at Rumble, you know, we wondered who was Brock going to fight. You know, I mean, I threw out people, you know, on my podcast and on my social media. I mean, I, I said, you know, let, let's let's position and build a guy like a Cesaro. You know, let's let's stay away from uh, if, if Braun's going to fight Brock again. I want to see Braun win. Well, Braun's not going to win this one at Rumble, at least as of now. That's what I'm saying. But he's not going to lose it. So. You know, Raw 25s the week before, Taker's around. I still wonder if, if, if Braun and Taker is a thing. There's a lot of puzzle pieces to move around, but I don't hate the triple threat. I really don't, especially on a show where the uh, number one attraction is the 30-man Rumble match. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's at it, that point becomes almost more of an afterthought, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say afterthought, but yeah, it doesn't have to anchor the whole show. You don't, you can have a, an eight, nine minute match of just, again, these three big guys just kind of canceling each other out, suplex city on this guy, big boot here, big choke slam here. It doesn't, it doesn't, the, the, the quality of the pay-per-view won't be weighted on just that match. Obviously it's going to come down to the, the, the winner of the rumble. Yeah, no, I, I think so. And um, man, although, you know, part of me, I know they wouldn't do it, but man, I, w- I would love to see Kane uh, really be a contender for such a thing. But I, you know, I, I just don't see that happening. I, just, I don't think he's getting a real run with this. You know, he's there to uh, put over Braun, put over some younger guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, man, like, I don't know. He, compared to, I know you think Taker's got one match left in him, but Kane, I think, looks, you know, like a young man compared to how Taker looked at WrestleMania. Well, yeah, I mean, Kane's in, I guess we could say, better shape. I, I mean, look, I mean, it's all about positioning. I, I know if I say 
you know, Cesaro against Brock. People are like, what are you talking about? But it, it's pro wrestling. It's entertainment. It's all about positioning and casting. You yeah. make somebody, you make somebody look really good for X amount of weeks and, and you, and you, um, you know, exploit all the pros and hide all the cons. You can make anybody. Well, not anybody. I mean, you, you need certain things. And like, you know, a guy like Cesaro, you know, strength, size, everything. Kane. I mean, while we joke that Kane is running for mayor simultaneously and he's 40-something years old, you know, he's still been – he still is who he is. He still has a certain amount of respect. He still has a certain amount of uh, a drawing power to people, you know, even if it's in the, you know, wave of nostalgia. So I don't hate this. You know, I guess this is better. I'll put it this way. I would rather see Brock, Brock versus Braun versus Kane than you really trying to manufacture a Brock versus Finn or some of the other scenarios that we've heard of people that I, I just can't buy being in the ring with Brock. Well, it's just because of the way they book them, right? I mean, I think to go against Brock Lesnar, you really have to build someone week in and week out. And consistently, they don't do that with 90%, 95% of the talent. They don't book in a consistent fashion. Well, while it's, you know, consistent booking and positioning, you, like I said, there's also just some natural things you need to have. Like, you know, like, I'll go back to, again, Cesaro. Six foot five, pound for pound, one of the strongest guys. Um, just a, a phenomenal in ring performer. You know, I once did an interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was when he was promoting the, uh, you know, his his Broken Skull Challenge, and it was basically redneck CrossFit. And we talked about how Cesaro would be the number one guy from the roster. He'd love to see do it. You know, a guy like Finn or some of the other people that we talk about. Just you know, I have to be you know, sizest are just so small. It, 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 may, it makes a problem to me. Also, the fact that you know, again, like Finn Balor who. I don't know what Finn's value is. The demon has a, has a greater value, but Finn himself. So it's just all positioning. It's all it's all perception. Kane, you know, he disappeared for a while. Since he's come back and been in this and been involved in things, he's been, you know, protected pretty well. He, he's, you know, got the, you know, it's no more corporate Kane. He's got the you know the the demonic you know demon from hell kind of thing going. So again, for a second fiddle attraction at Royal Rumble, I can deal with this unique. Never seen before triple threat. Yeah. Although, uh, let's back up a second. Redneck CrossFit, much better name for the show. How come <laughs> they didn't go with that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'll have to, uh, maybe, maybe if Raj will let me, I have to dig up. It's years old, that, that interview uh, with Stone Cold. But it was, it was a fun <laughs> interview. We, we were talking about Redneck CrossFit and uh, Cesaro, and it was, it was a good stuff. Oh, man. So uh, Matt Morgan should be along. We're just uh, getting him on here. Minor technical hiccups uh, on our end. I'm getting him on, but he's making his way the only way he knows how. Well, you figure the whole night of Raw was built around waiting for, waiting for the big man to make their entrance, so it's kind of fitting that Matt's just... It is kind know. of fitting. We're, we're the, we're, uh, the warm-up. We're the Miztourage, you know, of uh, this... Oh, bite your tongue. You're the Miztourage. <laughs> I'm the Miztourage. <laughs> That's, it's like, do they do those terrible Facebook quizzes anymore? Which WWE superstar are you? you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so tonight... Oh, there he is. Speak of the big man. And the big man appears. Matt, sorry for the trouble in getting you that link. Hey, before I begin, Raj, slow your roll. If you could text me, you could be on the show. Ooh, just always <laughs> dudes them off. What's up, guys? Sorry about that. I am technology. Not savvy. Sorry. No worries, Matt, man. Matt coming out shooting right off the top on the boss. Jeez. Yeah. Eat it, and, Raj. And tonight's <laughs> not Lady Gaga night either. That's tomorrow that he's going to that. <laughs> no excuse no excuse um good to see you matt so we were talking about that main event first off tonight what do you think of the ending and the idea that this could be a triple threat with braun kane and brock at the royal rumble Blah. um I, I love glenn again top three favorite wrestler of all time it's just it's not doing our boy any favors uh he should have run off into the sunset and running away from um, Braun the way he did the other night on Raw a couple weeks back, and that should have been it for Glenn. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's, I don't know. I, I really don't. I didn't like it, I tell you that much, and it should not be a triple threat. That's not doing Braun any favors, but then again, if Braun's not going over, the, thus that's the reason they had probably have Kane in the three-way, but they could have used somebody else to do that as well. Um, a very physical match. They've done a remarkable job of continuing to showcase Braun and to put all these high, humongous, big man, 
just just killer big man spots in this mat and all of his matches and all of his segments that he's involved in, showing feats of strengths and hiding his weaknesses. Yeah. So we open up tonight's show. Samoa Joe has the mic. They gave him quite a bit of time tonight in calling out Roman Reigns, setting up a night of really, uh, yeah, the Shield versus Joe Bar in all its various configurations. Um, what did you think of that promo, Matt? I mean, do you think they're doing a good job of continuing to build Joe as a dominant force? Yes. I, I just don't like the fact that he was in the ring already. You know what I mean? They could have – I don't give a crap what they spent on that stupid opening, which was lamer than lame anyway. Um, this, you know, last week on Raw, we don't need that crap. We remember, we watch every week. All right. We don't need to be reminded. Um, people argue, well, it's a three hour show. And that's why, well, then don't be three hours. Um, I just, Joe, if you're building somebody, you need the entrance, especially to kick off the show. You get that opening pop that you can't write for. You know what I mean? That, 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 that Joe would have definitely have gotten and he would have, it would have meant more when he was turning them in the middle of the ring when he was on the mic. Because he still has his fans out there. And yeah. um, he did a remarkable job. Uh, a lot of people, when, when he was at TNA, I remember a lot of websites used to bury Joe, saying, oh, we can't stand angry Joe when he yells into the microphone. We like calm Joe when he's talking quietly in that whisper voice. Screw that. Angry Joe, I'll pay money to watch because he is a savage. He's Everything he does is real looking to me. I mean, he looks like he can kick somebody's ass more than I could uh, once that bell rings. I believe everything he does. I believe everything he says. I believe he believes all of that. And that bass in his voice, again, you can't write for it. I'm glad he's finally doing his thing on his own. I talked to him about this, God, right about when he started hitting his stride. And I was like, congratulations, you're doing your thing. Keep, keep it up. And, uh, you know, he goes, they're letting me go. They're letting me do my thing. They're letting me talk. And uh, this was a while ago. So everything you see from Joe is pretty much coming out of just him. They're not really writing for him. I thought it was a good build. I actually thought it was kind of uh, lame that it took Roman so long to get to the ring. <laughs> when they're having a conversation, like a cup of coffee over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, what do you think? I don't know. You want to go? Well, I'm glad it's good you brought that up because I, I agree with what Matt said. You know, you, I would rather see that entrance uh, for Joe, you know, the way the music is and everybody's chanting Joe and, and everything when he comes out. But I think it probably was a, a case of time to where, you know, he cut such a good promo, um, you know, just cutting his monologue. And then they did the whole thing where, like, Dean and Seth are going to go <laughs> find Reigns. Then Reigns is there. Then Reigns is like, all right, well, I guess I'll go to the ring. So I think they, I think that they, for whatever reason, they felt that that was, you know, a critical point in the segment that they wanted to do that. I think that's probably why they – you know, had had him get to the ring before TV started because they knew they were going to waste two minutes <laughs> of Roman trying to find his way to the ring. That's really <laughs> <sighs> Joe kept in character. I mean, I'll give him that. But, I mean, how hard is that, Matt? I mean, cutting a promo is one thing. Throwing fists is another thing. Doing a stare down is another. But when you just have to stand there and be silent when the camera's on you, waiting for a guy, I mean, is it tough to keep that intensity up there? He didn't, though. Yeah. He kept talking shit. He, I mean, I thought he kept talking good smack out there. Uh, down, You know, like like WWE loves to ramp that stuff home on what happened last week or the week before that. They got the stars saying it, apparently. Um, no, but, like, he kept talking smack about what he did. He cost these guys a tag championships and blah, 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 blah. Um, it, it is weird, and it starts to lose its luster after a while. But uh, the thing, one thing, this is such a microscopic type of stuff, but it was something I noticed. He's calling him out. He's very confident. Tons of bass in his voice. He wants to fight Roman Reigns. No question about it, right? So then why when Roman's music hits, would he show that instant glimpse of fear? If you watch it again, it the ooh, and then got serious again. <laughs> I thought it was like he popped for a second. He was like, Roman Reigns? You know? Um, man, it was... Uh, and the other thing, I mean, not to pile on with this, but Joe did this tonight. It was very sort of Paul Heyman where Joe was doing, you know, and, and uh, Ambrose and Rollins last week, they would have won those titles if not for my interference. You know, fierce tag team, qualified yeah. opponents, you know, like putting them over while at the same right. time being an antagonist, which I think is a fine line to walk. You know? Okay. Yeah, I mean, but it's clear that, I mean, there's, this is, they're waiting this feud that these are, you know, three on three, top of their game, top heel faction, top face faction going head to head and we're going to probably see them uh do and change partners a couple more weeks because it's a while till the rumble 
So I think we're going to get every all nine different configurations of this, these matches possible in the build-up to that. Um, let's talk about Bailey and Mickey James versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. So Mandy Rose and Paige picked up a win tonight. And again, Paige got multiple segments. Um, what did you think of this match, Justin? It was all right. I'm a little thrown off by, the, you know, as I said a few weeks ago, you know, I feel like they're just adding depth to the women's division just to, you know, get a rumble, which if that's the case, that's fine. You know, I look at, I look at the, this trio, this absolution trio, and I just, I'm a very visual person, and I, which I think I should be when, when critiquing because it's, it's a visual business, right? So I look at these, I look at Paige, and I look at Sonya Deville, and I look at Mandy Rose, and like, you know, Paige has a standout kind of different look, you know, the goth look, right? You know, the pale skin, dark hair. She has her thing. Sonya Deville, she's got her, got her, you know, she has that fighter gimmick. She looks, she doesn't, you know, she looks, looks different. She fits. Mandy Rose, this beautiful runway blonde, she looks almost like too classically pretty. She doesn't fit when I, when I hear her talk, when I close my eyes and listen to her talk, when I watch her walk. She just, right. she's just the, doesn't fit in the in the in the in the in the trio, so I have a hard time just getting past that. So like, I'm happy to see Paige back, um, but I just have a hard time from from the get go of like buying into it. Matt, what'd you think of them giving the the other girls more mic time tonight? Oh, we lost Matt for a sec. Uh, what'd you think of that, Justin? Oh, there we go. Oh, you're muted. You're really, really low, Matt. Turn up. Uh, your mic's really muted. Barely. Barely. Now we're good. I gotta take you guys off my microphone. Sorry about that. No problem. Um, I think they need to be working on this on house shows. I don't think they should be talking on Raw just yet. I think silence says more than anything for these two right now. Yeah. No, I think it's easier to look and just be intimidating. Um, and with that tonight, I thought Mandy, eh, I mean, it was just okay on the mic. But the problem is when you're out there with Paige, like you're just going to look like the back, backup band at a certain point. going to be talking. It's like yeah. if you've got a really technically savvy, like a Daniel Bryan type of wrestler, you don't have him come out and tag, tag next to Kurt Angle. You know what I mean? If, if Kurt was still in his prime, let's say. You know what I mean? You, 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 you get him away from him. Like me, they brought me up and put me with Big Show immediately. How stupid was that? Like, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't, you don't water down or take away from the new talent. You got to set them up for for, for for success. And if they're gonna let this girl talk and be a promo, then you don't let you don't have her talk up to Paige. She shouldn't be talking at all. Just let Paige do the work. That's all people want to see anyway. Let these two continue to grow and improve to where we want to see them talk. They've not made me want to see them talk because they talked immediately. Yeah, I think it needs something more there. Um, Matt, your audio is still a little quiet. We can hear you, but uh, the chat's saying that it's still a little low. Tell the chat to blow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now. Yeah, that was, that was there. I think now? is your mic. Uh, I think it's fine. Raj just texted saying Matt. Of course like Matt. Raj did. <laughs> Give me a mic, Raj. You know what Raj is like? He's like the uh, anonymous Raw GM just sitting in the back <laughs> watching the podcast, contributing notes, making matches and segments. Can you hear me? Seriously? Yeah. No, now it's good. Now it's good. Sorry. No, it's okay, man. Hey, these things happen. Um, I thought what was interesting about the women's match tonight is that we had, God, what was that? I mean, like 10 years a 10-year evolution of the women's division in the ring at one time, going from Mickey to Paige to Bailey to Mandy. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but, I mean, could you think a year and a half ago, no one would have believed the idea that, it, you know, Mandy Rose would be holding her own against Bailey in a match on the main roster. It seems, I think that's the acceleration of this, that, uh, you know, Mandy's got some catching up to do. I think she's got a ton of potential, but it's just not 100% there yet. Um, they were also hyping up the women's division match in Abu Dhabi, uh, showing that history-making match for the WWE, showing, cool. yeah, Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks. Awesome to see that that's happening. Uh, what did you think of Woken Matt Hardy this week, Mr. Matt Morgan? I love it. Um, I do like it. Um, I, but there was something off with it, with uh, 
the, the transition they were using. Yeah. You like I kept saying it broken, you know, with glass breaking in between every clip. That was kind of lame. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think of this. I know it's better than what he was doing before, so I'll take it. Justin, is it living up to all your hopes and dreams? Well, I don't know if it's living up to all my hopes and dreams. I agree with what Matt said when they kept doing the transition of, of like the glass breaking and saying woken. It, 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 after after more than once or twice, it became oh, yeah. odd. But I, I guess because they're trying to like brand woken not only for the people that this is totally new to, but also to the people that know what this is referencing, but they can't use broken because of the the uh, intellectual property. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I know why they did, but I agree with Matt. It, it did come off a little odd, but um, it's fine. You know, I mean, I said. I talked about this at length on my audio podcast, uh, Wrestling Reality, last week. I would love, you know, keep this pre-tape thing going, wait, and don't put them in front of the live crowd until the uh, Raw and Christmas. You know, it's already weird. You're making the (coughs) boys and everybody have to be at a TV live on Raw or live on Christmas. So, you know, at least advertise that. Give me me some reason to really want to tune in uh, on December 25th on a Monday night, you know, so – I'm fine with it. I mean, people, it's, 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 there's still uh, people that are, they're having to educate for the first time. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's people that, there's people that know what it is, but there's also a lot of people that are like, is Matt Hardy on drugs? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, man. I think Matt looks better in this than Bray does. I think Bray just comes across as the same old, same old. Um, well, and that's, part- and that, and that- and that's a serious concern, you know. I mean, uh, you know, I encourage people to go back on the, on our Wrestling Inc. YouTube channel here on Chair Shot Reality this past week, and I, I made a statement and I said, Bray Wyatt, while he's getting the relevancy rub right now because Matt Hardy is just such a hot topic, Bray Wyatt better be thinking about, okay, how can I capitalize on this? Because it's very possible that when this is all said and done, whether this is a, a one-month thing or two-month thing, Woken Matt Hardy might do Bray Wyatt better than Bray Wyatt does Bray Wyatt, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I said it last week on our, the show here that Matt out, Matt out did him last, last week. Um, but um, one of the things I liked that Bray said uh, was, you know, how he's waited for that. You know, he's been waiting for him. And I like the narrative that the, the Matt Hardy is this, is this vessel. It's not really who he was. He's a liar. He's a fraud. Like that was pretty good. I thought, I thought that was well thought out actually. Um, and Bray claiming that this is the real Matt Hardy. You know what I mean? I thought that was pretty cool. Um, a good story. It wasn't just them sitting there. Like I thought it would be laughing at each other. You know what I mean? There was actually a little bit of narrative, especially with Matt putting over how he, how he, how he knew sister Abigail and all this <laughs> other shit. It was pretty good. It was funny. It was good. Ah, oh, you know, it, actually, that to me, that seems like, like a, one of those improv games where nothing is ever no. It's always, you know, yes yeah. and, or not only that, but, where it's like, right. Sister Abigail? Yes, in fact, I knew Sister Abigail, and it just was building and building and building. Um, I tweeted about this. I, I would think, actually, this would be better if Matt was against someone like Goldust or someone that could not be, you know what I mean? Not such a similar shtick. It's tough when you do two people uh, doing stuff that's close to one another. I don't know why. I like it so far. I just don't know where do you go with this other than the match. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and then Bray Wyatt losing another feud. Um, uh, he has to. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's the problem, man. Like, what's, what's the point of it? Um, okay, so we're going to talk about the rest of Raw in a second. But first, want to give some love to the first sponsor of this episode, SeatGeek. You've heard us talk about it. Mr. Raj Geary used SeatGeek. He's going to see Lady Gaga tomorrow night. He bought his tickets using SeatGeek. And let me tell you, if you buy tickets to sports, concerts, or the theater, or wrestling for that matter, you know that it can be complicated and confusing, but there's a better way with SeatGeek. It's the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event, including the WWE. Whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning a night out, or need to find the perfect gift, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, and that's fully guaranteed. I'm telling you, there's nothing like going to a live event and getting great seats. You've heard me talk about it before. I just got tickets using SeatGeek to a WWE live event coming up in Sacramento next year. I got right on the ramp. For me, that's the only way to do it. And I'm telling you that to have an app that just breaks it down, makes it easy, lets you know you're getting a great price, shows you exactly where your seats are, and guarantees it, you can't beat that for your ticket buying experience. So we've got a deal for our audience. Um, if you use the promo code INC, you're going to get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. But here's what I want you to do. Go to the Apple App Store or the Android App Store. Go to the website. Download the app. 
put it on your phone. I'm telling you, it's very easy. Search for an event near you. Maybe you want to go see a concert. Maybe you want to go to a theatrical event, sporting event, or a WWE event. And use SeatGeek to help you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. <clears throat> Matt, do you go to a lot of live events? I know in your, your role as commissioner and uh, your day job and your bodybuilding, uh, do you find time to go out very often? No, but I'm proud to announce that I'm going to uh, go to my first NXT show this Thursday, and I'm taking my son. My wife is out of town for a business function, and so I'm taking my little man. Um, I'm going to meet uh, this, this uh, buddy of mine uh, named Nathan, uh, his mom and his caretaker, uh, uh, Nicolette, and her son. Um, we're all going to go watch the show together. I got them tickets for it, and um, it's going to be fun. And uh, my buddy Nathan, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this on my Instagram. He's my buddy. He's uh, terminally ill with uh, a cancer. Tough kid, man. Holy crap. And but loves himself some wrestling, loves himself some NXT. So this will be my first live event I've actually been to since I actually wrestled. It's kind of weird. Oh, wow. That's awesome, man. That's a long time. No, definitely. Definitely. And I think, you know, you know, a point um, that I find that's that's so great uh, about the NXT events is I love that it's intimate and it's small and you go there and you just get to be right up in the action. You get to interact with the wrestlers a lot more. I mean, it's just it's a great experience in a small venue. And uh, uh, you know, what I was talking about a minute ago about going to these events and sitting on the ramp, it's, that's what I hate when you go to a, a larger show yeah. and you don't know where your seats are going to be. That's right. the worst thing. And I've actually seen this happen before where people will get to the event and they think, you know, maybe they brought uh, a child with them or they brought friends with them and they're like, oh, I thought we were on the ramp. I thought we were right. close right up against the ring. And uh, so, yeah, I'm telling you with SeatGeek, I like that you know exactly where you're sitting, you know exactly where you're going to be. <laughs> You get what you pay for. So glad to have them as a sponsor. So download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code INC to save $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase, and we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. So uh, where's NXT going to be on Thursday, Matt? I forget the name of the town. It's a city, like Fort Pier I forget where, but somewhere here in, in Central Florida area where it's, I think, like 45-minute drive or something like that. Um, yeah, I got to look it up. Uh, one of my friends, Drake, is one of the referees there. He's getting Oh, tickets. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, very good guy, man. Wow. Really nice no, guy, I've man. seen him at the events, never met him, but at all the NXT events I've gone to, because, I mean, he's, yeah, he's a former wrestler himself. He's got his own following of people that come out, and, yeah, great interacting with people. Um, cool, man. Well, definitely let us know how that goes on Thursday. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Cruiserweight backstage segment. So with Enzo and Drew Gulak, uh, we'll talk about it after the show, about what's going on with Rich Swan, but... Uh, yeah, some shakeups on the on the cruiserweight side. They they had to really pivot tonight and do the uh, <laughs> the second chance fatal four way for Rich Swan's spot. Uh, before that match, however, was Finn Balor versus Curtis Axel. Is this doing Finn Balor any favors, Matt? Exactly what I was thinking would come up on the show tonight when he finished the match. He had won and he was walking backwards up the rampway. Right, he had just won. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, what is this kid thinking? Is he thinking like, you know, like what happened? <laughs> I was the first universal champion, and the only guys I could beat are freaking not mid-level to upper echelon stars. All right, for lack of a better word, um, you know what I mean? I, I I kept thinking that to myself. I was like, I, I don't, I don't get it. I know supposedly the rumor is what Vince doesn't see him as a top guy and all this other crap. So he's just got to fight through this right now. And the fans, you, the fans at home that go to these shows, go bananas, go absolutely ape. You know what? Every time that dude comes out, prove Vince wrong. He is a man event star. I, I don't care what anybody says. I know he's not six feet two. And this is a giant saying this, to, you know what I mean? Who I like to see other giants wrestle guys that look like they can fight. I like to see those types of, of athletes wrestle, but Finn's a different breed for me. He's always in shape. He looks like an athlete. He takes it seriously, and he's good. He's oh, really yeah. good and flawless in that friggin' ring, man. And he's a hell of a baby face. And you, the fans, you can change this, just like you did for Daniel Bryan. You know what I mean? So I encourage you all, go, go bananas online. Do something to stand up for this dude because he deserves it. He's paid his dues and then some. What do does you think? Any, I'm sorry, does, Justin. What were you going to say? I was going to say, does anybody else get the feeling that every week when they make the uh, the big declaration of how Finn was the first ever Universal Champion, <laughs> I I feel like the I feel like translation. Shut up! We gave him something. <laughs> ah, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. What changed? What changed that they had him come in, beat know. Roman um, in in the Fatal Four Way for the contendership? I don't know. Go on to beat Seth at SummerSlam, and then. 
nothing, you know, no plan, no action. I don't know if it was that initial promo when he came back because that was weaker than weak. And I love the kid. I love him to death. Love watching him. I just—he's one of my favorites, right? But he shit the bed on that first promo. Hmm. And it's the only thing I can think of, and that's not even fair if that's what they're basing it on, by the way. But I, I don't know. I really—I'm throwing my hands up at this. I have no idea. I think his biggest attraction <laughs> is the demon alter ego, and that's probably one of the biggest downfalls. I mean, it—he can't he, so. If he's not going to be the demon every time, you know, if they if they deem that they're going to do that for the big events, for the big you know, you know payoffs and blowoffs and stuff like that, you're not getting it, the best thing, right? You're waiting. Yeah, for the so they're waiting wait. for the cooler version, right? Right. It's like you know, it's okay. I'm trying to find a fair comparison. Like I'm trying to think of like other alter egos. Like I guess it would be you know if you see mankind, if you see mankind for a while, and then all of a sudden he's just McFoley. I don't know. Like it's just I got one, Clark you know? Kent. If you watch a movie just about Clark Kent, you're like, when is, when's he going to be Superman? <laughs> right. You want to see this nerd? Right. They kind of did they, they, they kind of did it on. <laughs> good, 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 good brother Morgan over here going, nerd. Uh, it, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like what they did on purpose with Kane over the past couple of years where like they would purposely water him down to be corporate Kane, to be a stooge, to be a yes man answering to, you know, Stephanie and Triple H or whatever, knowing that he was not, the demon. He was not. The, he was not the. You know, the the, the, the guy from hell. Right. right. You know, it's, they 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 played into that purposely. Here, it's like they're running into it accidentally. They don't know how to get out of it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Finn Balor. Uh, I just think he could do so much more. And there's no disrespect to Curtis Axel or Bo Dallas, but I just think Finn. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. That he's with the Miz's backup band in a few. What, what the hell's Miz? Like he? Just, I was just gonna say him and Miz would be great. I think it'd be great for sure. his career. Actually, Miz makes people. People say whatever they want about that dude. He's good, and he can make people now. Actually, how about that sentence? Well, the Marine Six. You know, what's it take him four or five days tops to shoot one of these films? I mean, does it really? Back. Is that all? No, no, no. It's like oh. four, three weeks. Um, but still, compared to a real movie. That's short. Yeah. So he'll be he'll be back, I'm sure, before compared the to a real movie. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, by the way, hey, hey, by the way, Glenn watches all of these. I don't watch all of them. Every single WWE film he watches. Yes, I've watched you quite a few, but not all of them. All of them. Um that Bruce Lee one that just came out looks pretty good, but there's no wrestlers in that. Um <laughs> but uh <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch. I wouldn't watch a marine movie if it was the in-flight movie and I was stuck next to a screaming infant. Did you, wait, you never saw the first wait, one? Is that horrible that I like the first one? Is that yeah, the first one is insanely great because it's so stupid and over the top. It's like an homage to eighties action films. <laughs> That's so, so, so it's like the it's like a you're Mel Brooks, it. it's like it's like a Mel Brooks version of Die Hard. Is that what you're saying? There's like <laughs> six different times where John Cena of John Cena is walking out of a building and it explodes behind him. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it's yeah. exploding behind him. It's so it's so stupid that it's it's brilliant in its own way. Um, the the rest of the Marine films are just like basic cable, like direct to video, standard low budget action movies. But the first one is a spectacle, and Robert Patrick is the villain. Uh, and he's like really over the top. The first one is is worth watching. They must be making money, right? If they keep doing them, yeah, because they cost nothing to produce. Because all these guys are under contract. What's it? CM Punk said when they offered it to him, he was like, "I'm going to make my my guarantee regardless. I can do it sitting in a trailer or you know wrestling in Mexico. You know, it's like it's all the same cash. So they have these guys, everyone under contract. They hire cheap actors, like. The cheapest directors, cheapest so you, everything. Wait, hang on. You're saying they're not getting more money to shoot these? The, what I'm saying is, uh, I don't. Well, that according to what CM Punk said in his interview with Colt Cabana, he said that it was just mm. you're under contract for your guarantee for your services, and they can use your services to send you to a comic con, wow, to wrestle, to be in a movie, to do whatever. wow. That's what he said. That's a big damn difference to be in a movie for three, whatever you said, three weeks, four, whatever it was. Yeah. Versus, what would you rather do, Matt? Be on the road for a month or be wrestle? Wrestle, no question about it. I, I'm telling you right now, the little bit of stuff I did, the little shit movies I've done, and the little tiny like guest star appearances I made on certain sitcoms and stuff took forever. I had, dude, I don't have the patience for it. Uh, we did like three straight days in sweltering heat in Dallas, Texas, for the show called The Good Guys on Fox. With um, oh yeah, a, a really really good show actually. It's funny. It took us, like I said, like four or five days. 
to shoot like I don't know like nine nine scenes I think I was in or something like five scenes or something like that I was in and I kept thinking to myself there's no way I could do this for a career there's no way I don't have the patience but, but you're not having, would, but you're not having a bump though so you would think I would think that way <laughs> <laughs> you would think I would think that way and believe me four or five days if you watch any of these directed DVD films that they've been doing or directed digital you can tell that it was like okay one take yeah that was good enough let's just move on to the next setup. Get yeah. these things, you know, cranked out. Um, so the Miz will be back. I'm, I'm definitely after the holidays. He could show up at Christmas Raw for all we know. I mean, it's it's not going to be long till they're done with this thing. Um, but yeah, Finn versus the Miz, man. I'm in. I'm totally in on that. And I hope I hope that's what they're just running in place doing by having him face the Miz because I think that feud will help pick Finn back up a bit. We need Miz there to do it though. Oh, yeah. And in fact, the crowd, I mean, tonight the crowd was trolling the crowd type. We were talking about what was it last week or the week before they play the music, and you're like, the Miz is there? And it's like, oh, no. Like, yeah, they are trolling the crowd. Yeah. Um, so Seth Rollins versus Sheamus tonight. What'd you think of this one, Matt? Solid match. They're not going to have ever, below, they're never going to have below a B plus match ever. Yeah. They're just too damn good. All, all parties. Sheamus and Cesaro do not get enough credit. I know it's it's not. The company's not done them favors in the past, right? Um, I still think Cesaro's a breakout single star. <laughs> I don't know when he's going to finally do it or get the opportunity to continue to, to, to show us he can do that, I should say. But uh, I don't know. I love watching these guys work. I know people may get sick of it. I know we on this show, we bag on them all the time for doing the whole crisscross formula with tag teams, right? You know, singles match this week. Next week, they, they, they flip-flop the guys. And then the next week, they'll do... Uh, six-man tag, but with the two guys, the two teams in it. And, you know, they always have these guys somehow being the common denominator of every single thing that they do, right? But and we bag on them for it. But this is one I actually enjoy watching because the, the, the in-ring work is so damn good. Justin, how about you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's pretty much echoing what Matt said. Uh, I mean, they're not going to get a bad match out of these guys. Um, you know, I mean, I was talking about just before Matt came on at the very top of things, where you know, it's, it's all about positioning and how you perceive somebody. Like you could. If you took five, six weeks and really put um, loyalty towards presenting Cesaro and, Cesaro. and 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 showing off how he's pound for pound one of the strongest guys and everything, like you, you, I could I could buy a one-off show, a one-off pay-per-view of him versus a Lesnar. You know, he's six foot five, he's big yeah. enough, it works. You know, Sheamus, another guy. Wow. Yeah, he's, yeah, if you stay next to Cesaro, he's he's you know he's oh, he's, he's built kind of nice and lean, but he's you know agile. And then Sheamus, yeah, Sheamus is a guy who, you know. Sheamus almost he almost got so much so much good happened to him so early in his so career. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean like he beat John Cena like after like a month on the main roster and he had so much happen those early those early couple of years and they did not have the depth. When like he had years of like Orton Cena, Orton Cena, Triple H would pop up when he did. Really? And, like Sheamus was like a new heel for them to use. Yeah. And so it's kinda like you forget how good he can be because he's took a back seat. Now they have, you know, more of this depth and they've had the NXT pipeline. But yeah, Sheamus doesn't get enough credit. At all, guys, do they mention that he's a former world champion ever? No, I don't really don't. hear it. They don't, they should be all over it's, that because he's the weak. I hate to say this about him, he's a friend of mine, but he's the weakest of the four, uh, as yeah. far as in my, my opinion, as far as superstar. Like, you know, if I'm a paying fan who I'm paying to see who's perceived as a bigger star, he's the, he's in fourth place out of those four, in my opinion. Um, and, and they should be doing things to build him up a little bit more and say that, especially for a heavyweight champion, that's a serious deal, <laughs> multiple times. Yeah world yeah. champion at that right yeah. um but cesaro i agree with you I, i'm all subscribed into what you're saying as far as i definitely buy him versus lesnar and a one-off and even tonight for the oh. intercontinental championship right like nobody was sitting there we just watched joe set up the, the, the next man him versus <laughs> roman no one in god's green earth was thinking that cesaro is going to win this title tonight yet the, they presented the match in such a way that i felt more robbed than usual of that because that match, they went so toe-to-toe on that. If the ending to that had been an upset and Cesaro would have won, I absolutely would have believed it, and they would have demonstrated to me that he deserved it tonight. He was so good in that match. Roman as well. I mean, that was, that was a great match. It was my favorite match of the night tonight. Me too. Yeah, it was so well, good. Braun and Kane did their thing tonight too. Yeah, it was good. But that, it's that ending, you know, and even with the triple, you know what it's the equivalent of? And, you know, this, we'll just say this, you know, about Raj because Raj isn't here this week. Matt, it's like when we have a debate on the podcast and then Raj say, we'll just agree to disagree. And it's like, no, that is not an outcome. That is no. not an outcome. Nope. That's Some, not what we're out here to do. Yeah. yeah. Somebody has to win. Now, you can't say, well, you're both right in your own way. 
you know, I'll take that. But agree to disagree is like, why did we even have this discussion? There was no, out no outcome <laughs> for this whatsoever. Nothing changed. I know I'm the newest guy here, so I shouldn't be second guessing the boss. But is it restriction? Why can't Roger be on? Why can't we have four of us on debating? Why is it? Here? <laughs> and then we'll let the audience vote, and we'll make it interactive. We should we should do it to where like the four of us start, and after ten minutes, the audience votes. Who are they tired of hearing? One of us gets booted off, like Survivor style. Yeah, yeah. And hey, I'll get an early night on most Mondays. You know? <laughs> um, no, I'll I'll I'll. <laughs> nobody's gonna vote against Matt. You run the show. Roger the boss. I'll be the one out of here quickly. <laughs> Uh, so in between these uh, these really really good matches tonight of Cesaro versus Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins versus Sheamus, by the way, Seth Rollins won that match. We had the second chance fatal four way with Tony Nese, Mustafa Ali, Cedric Alexander, and Arya Davari. With Cedric Alexander winning a spot, he's going to go up against Drew Gulak next week, and then the winner of that match is going to face Enzo for the cruiserweight title. Um, we'll touch upon that in a moment, but I want to turn this over to my man Justin Labar here to give some love to the second sponsor of this episode. Justin? Ab absolutely, stamps.com. This has been one of my favorite things about uh, joining the Wrestling Podcast is learning about the wonderful uh, the wonderful feature that is stamps.com. You know, I mean, I live in Pittsburgh. Most of my family, they still live down in the Maryland, D.C. area, so I'm very much becoming a, a cyber shopper, uh, you know, worrying about having to you know do postage and everything, and stamps.com has been great because postage on demand. You know, it's, it's being able to go there. They do everything that everything you could do at a crowded post office with people stressing in the holiday season, running errands. I mean, you can do it by going to stamps.com. Uh, so it's something that I, I mean, I have started to use myself. Like I said, I, I stumbled upon it and, and I'm happy I know about it now. I'm happy to, to, to give a plug to everybody and let you know about it. Stamps.com. Um, they even decide they can even help you decide like the best class of mail. So if you got to figure out like, okay, what do I need to pay for? Like, when do I need it there? What have you? Like, I don't understand how postage works. It's nice to have a. Uh, it's nice having stamps.com. They make it pretty easy for you. So stamps.com. Uh, you can go on there. Uh, you can go on. There's offers. You can do a four week trial plus postage. They got a digital scale without long term commitments. Like I said, avoid the craziness uh, out there in the holiday season. Stamps.com. Uh, you go to the website. You can click the microphone on the top, uh, and if you enter INC, uh, you will. Uh, you'll, you'll get a. You'll get a little deal there, courtesy of Wrestling Inc. So again, stamps.com. If you're thinking about having to uh, to do anything anything online, check them out. Well worth it. So given what happened with Rich Swan in real life, and I guess we should talk about this news. Now it's fitting. Um, Cedric Alexander won the Fatal 4-Way tonight. Uh, what's there really to say about this? Justin, do you know the ins and outs of the whole story with Rich and what happened? Uh, I don't. I... Um... Yeah, I probably know the same amount as everybody else that's read. I, I haven't. Uh, I don't. I don't know Rich personally. I, I don't. I know people that know him, but I, it's not not the type of thing where I'm gonna go prying. I, I don't know. You know, if I guess what the police report says, it was some kind of a domestic dispute in the car and it, uh, kidnapping or yeah. holding someone against their will. But in the state of Florida, yeah. whatever everyone's pointing out. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. Go for yeah. it. I don't know. Did you not see the big news report I was in yesterday here locally? Oh, you on, did. it was on your site. You, yeah. Hold on. It should have been on Wrestling Inc. today, but nonetheless, okay. Fox 35 called me yesterday. Uh, they covered my election, blah, 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 blah. And they asked, uh, you know, if I knew Rich and all this other stuff and if, if I might speak up, up on WWE's behalf. And of course I would, you know, um, because this is not WWE. They, they, they have nothing to do with this. This is somebody uh, acting on their own, right? Mm -hmm. So WWE gets enough black guy. I, I owe nothing to them. I have no desire to go back whatsoever. So I have no reason to put them over. But they also don't deserve to be targeted, you know what I mean? And be the, you know, ooh, you know, the, the story that I saw that was around the corner, the whole scary wrestler pizza, you know what I mean? And make it, even though it's a horrible story, to add more legs to it with this whole, you know, WWE, here it is again, one of these wrestlers. And so I, it was my duty to step up, I felt, you know? So I did. And one of the things I found, and this is, I'm just going to tell you the, the, the hearsay and the rumors. Okay. Be very clear about that. Here in, the, here, here in Central Florida, what happened? supposedly was she was critiquing his match and homeboy got hot about it or something. They had this huge argument about it. So she saw him getting hot about it. It was like, all right, I'm getting out. She, she left. Um, she got her car to leave. And I've heard two stories. I've heard where they were in the car together and he ended up, they ended up getting into a fight and he ends up pulling her out of the car in some headlock and the car was still in drive and going forward. 
Then I heard the other story, the opposite end of the spectrum, which was she was driving away and he somehow got her to, you know, stood in front of the car, did something like that to get her to stop and dragged her out of the car with a headlock. Bottom line is what was reported was the police reporter said he was, she, he definitely had her in some type of headlock. Um, and that was really, I don't know what the imprisonment aspect of this was though. I really don't. In the state of Florida, my understanding, and this was per the Adam Rose case, is that if you're in a fight with someone and they try and grab the phone, call the police, or they try and leave, you try and take the phone out of their hands, you try and block the doorway to keep them from leaving, you're imprisoning them. There you go. And, and that's uh, the reason they have that law is so they can utilize it to, to prosecute more severe cases of domestic violence. So sometimes huh. these things get thrown out, obviously. Um, but right. just so everyone knows, the WWE has a zero tolerance policy that while these charges are pending, you yeah. will get your due process. But while that due process is happening, you are suspended. And then if you are found guilty, then you are released. One of the things I did say, and I, I said exactly what you just said, um, they only ran a one-minute snippet on it, though, and I should have had diarrhea of the mouth because I knew they'd only play certain things that I said, right? But one of the things I did say um, was uh, what you just said, the zero-tolerance policy, how more than ever this company does not play around at all. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're the main event-level talent or you're the guy at the bottom rung. They do not care. Nobody is, is – everybody's fair game as far as them with the zero-tolerance policy with something along this nature. And I even went into how – like – we're not these characters that, that you see on TV. Like I was talking to someone who was, the, the interviewer had no clue about pro wrestling, right? No yeah. clue whatsoever. So I was very clear about what you see as entertainment. We're the complete opposite and more times than not of who we really are on TV in this aggressive manner. Usually if, if this was real, half of us wouldn't be doing it. You know, the big show, seven foot two, 500 pounds, one of the sweetest people on the planet. You know what I mean? He's not, he's, uh, so many people, wrestlers are like that. And, one of the things I also made clear is like they've also set up this the, the, this ridiculous uh, uh, in a good way um, uh, drug testing policy they have in place, which is second to none. The NFL, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball all combined could not touch uh, their 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 drug policy. In WWE they, they couldn't touch it with a ten foot pole as far as how, how how incredible it is and how the fact that they pick up the tab. If you do become an addict, you do need rehab, you do need help, they reach out because they care about you at the end of the day. I said all of that. Of course, they weren't going to show it all, but I don't know. I just felt like I saw wrestling starting to get picked on here, and I had to step up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well, and the other thing, too, is that uh, you know wrestling always is an easy target to get picked on for everything you said, Matt, about people who think that, it's, that these these people are the characters at, at all times. They have the same rage at all, all hours of the day. And it's also, I mean, this is, you know, Anything with domestic's always bad, obviously domestic violence. But this is even worse of a time, considering all of the things that's going on right now in the entertainment industry of people and uh, you know with sexual harassment and and all all the things that are coming out. Like it, right now, it's just just the worst. It's even worse now to be uh, involved in those headlines. It's just not gonna. There's no yeah. no 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 favors of uh, of right. innocent innocent until proven guilty is gonna be done to you. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yep, and today you are guilty and proven innocent now, unfortunately. Yeah. So because we need a little levity, brighten this up, Matt. Uh, for many former talents, because of that rehab policy, do you ever hear any guys talking about, man, I could just use 30 days away. I could just use a vacation. Like, maybe I've got a problem. I need to go somewhere. Get straight on this. I got to be honest. Not anymore. It's the older guys, you know? Yeah, that's um, true. These guys today, they, they, they're very fortunate. They came in at a time where it was cleaned up. Yeah. Right? Uh, when I started, I didn't even know what pills were, let alone get hooked on them eventually, right? I had no idea. And then I had my first injury, and I was walking around with a bottle of pills that they'd just gotten from the pharmacy for me. And I said, look, back then, somebody could go get them for you back then. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I remember at OVW Arena, like, everybody lined up. Like, I was a freaking Pied Piper because they heard the pills jingling. <laughs> and I was like, you guys can have these. I don't want them. What am I going to do with these? I said, fall asleep. <laughs> And they're like, ah, like, like, like I was, like it was crack cocaine or something. And, and so stupid of me. Eventually, a year later, I was like, let's see what this big deal is about. And boom, that addiction bug bit me for five straight years. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not laughing at the, the. No, I'm just mad addiction. I'm, I'm laughing at. The, I'm picturing you walking around like a seven foot Pez dispenser. Just that's what it felt like. <laughs> that's what it felt like, dude. They, they, they're like fighting over it. <laughs> um, okay, so to brighten this podcast further, uh, backstage, uh, Enzo and Naya, looks like the storyline continues. Where do you think this goes, Matt? Is it anywhere good? Not for Enzo. <laughs> not for Enzo, it's not. 
Justin, you think uh, somehow Enzo breaks Nia's heart and she ends up just <sighs> beating him up? <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, I'll say this. Like, this kind of character stuff is sometimes what drives a little bit of extra, like, enthusiasm into, like, I've said sure. it before, you know, like, the Cruiserweights are getting great athletes, but, you know, presenting them as 205 Live and inferior. Uh, right. So, I mean, so some, sometimes having character stuff like this does work. I do have a feeling there might be some kind of a rib here because, like, Obviously, we, it's very well documented. Like WWE even admitted it on their own sponsored network content, like that how much heat Enzo had and the boys not liking him. And then like Nia left TV for a week or two, and there was supposedly issues with her and creative. So I kind of feel like there's some kind of a rib here. Like they're putting the two of them together as almost like a, like a joke. I kind of feel like I don't know. But I yeah, I mean you know if they if they make Nia the butt of this joke, I think people are going to have a lot of issues. I don't think they're that dumb. They've got um, big money in her coming up too. Yeah, I think she looks adorable. Honestly, seeing her smiling, her, seeing the side of her, I mean, and her dimples even. Yeah, I oh my god, saying that, but I noticed. Yeah, it. no, you do because she's a different person that has presented her out there scowling. You know, walking to the ring looking all awkward. She looks like she's being herself. And if yeah. you watch her outside of the ring, she's incredibly charismatic. She is. I think this is a chance to let that shine. You know, according to her theme music, she's not like most girls. That's true. Um. <laughs> Okay, so Oscar. Uh, so we talked about Cesaro versus uh, Roman Reigns and the amazing match that was. Oscar versus Elisa Fox didn't happen. Instead, we got Oscar uh, having a showdown with Absolution three on one, and then the women's locker room emptied out. Do you think it was a mistake, Matt, to to push this? to a resolution of some sort right now between Oscar and Paige being built up as the two most dominant forces in the women's division. What, let me, I, I use the bathroom there on this. What, what, what happened after like, when, um, when Paige and them came out, did they jump her and then they, the rest of the locker room came out or did, did they, did they not touch in the locker room? Came no, out? they jumped her. Oscar, Oscar got some offense in, um, against the three of them at first and then they ganged up on her and then the locker room came in. So, so then what's your question? Well, I don't know. I feel like it's too. It's kind of. It's kind of the idea that I don't want to know. And I get that it's three on one, but I think they still need right. to protect Oscar. And I think that the the I three on, the three on one even a little bit was kind of like, I don't know. I, I fear that they're going to pull the trigger on this sooner rather than later on a Page Oscar showdown. You're probably right. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see it though. I still want to see. It. I still feel like I'm making up. It's like what fans could say. Oh, how could you put this match on free TV? Are you <laughs> shitting me? I'll take it. Yeah, I'll watch it for free. Back when those pay-per-views, you know, I never complained about that crap. Yeah. Let me tell you, I didn't complain when 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 it was like when they gave us like Big John Stud versus Andre the Giant on MSG. I didn't complain watching that. Say, why uh, I have to wait to Mania? Nope. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting this for free, and no one else is because I live in the East Coast. Ha. Huh? So Justin, who do you think goes over in that between Oscar and Paige? Well, I mean, we haven't seen Oscar lose, so I mean nothing against Paige, but I, I just she you still lose. Yeah, I don't see how you make Oscar. I mean, again, you know, Rumble coming up. Rumble would naturally build to number one contender for women to main. I mean, like, and then let's not even this. This might make this podcast go a whole lot longer. Then we got the rumors of Rousey getting close to like. Yeah. So I just yeah. I don't see how you can ask. Like I know, isn't she signed? Isn't Rousey signed? If she's not already, she's probably close to. I mean, she's been training for a while. I'm being honest. So, I thought I really thought she was, and I yeah. I'm not gonna say that. I mean, I, they, they, she like posted a video like her and Natty like training. So I mean, she's if it's not officially done, then it's probably close. But like you figure, like I know, I don't know. Oscar's just Oscar's been she's been undefeated for so long. She's so she's she's she looks legit. She comes off legit. I think the people are into her. I know yeah. not not always Japanese stars or, or non-American stars. I mean, right. there's, there's been obstacles in the past at WWE. Yes. But I feel like so far they've done they've done right by her. So I know Oscar versus Rousey might not be the same marquee in WWE's mind as like Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. But see, I the, but I see it the same way. Sadly, I see it. I see it the same way as far as WWE's way. Actually, I, I'd like to see Charlotte versus her too for some reason. I, I don't. I don't know. Well, name value, I can totally get it from a business standpoint. I mean, I guess, but if you're looking at the booking-wise, you have Ronda Rousey who's coming in with that baddest chick on the planet aura, and you have Oscar. Ah, you, have Oscar you have Oscar who's undefeated who's beaten people in, in seconds, so I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. He'll be here before we hey, know it. Here's the good news. We're talking about women's wrestling in, a, in an exciting manner, too, though, right? That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um... 
not as exciting. Jason Jordan backstage with Kurt Angle. The, uh, <laughs> Jason Jordan's high point tonight was during that opening segment when uh, Samoa Joe called him that called silly him a- bastard. Yes, silly yeah. bastard Jason Jordan. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. Heel turn. It, tonight was a big step towards that. Dean Ambrose right. versus Samoa Joe. Right. Samoa Joe won. Dean would have had it, but Jason interfered. Right. So we've set it up. Everyone hates Jason. <laughs> he's going. Yeah. Right? He's going to yeah. have no friends on the on the roster. Kurt's right. going to have to punish him, and it's going to set up their match. Yeah. Okay. Next. Yeah. Um, and after that, the number one contenders match. Oh, well, actually, before that, what's going on with Titus Worldwide? Dana Brooke, head of research and development, Gallows and Anderson calling them nerds? How did we not get a resolution to this tonight? <laughs> That was, that, you can take that one. <laughs> no, I mean, but it was, it was, look, I actually give them credit for in, in injecting that right before the main event. Like, we're going to have this piece of story development. That was new. I'm yeah. curious to see where it goes. Good. Yeah, it was different. Yeah. But let's talk about that main event. Kane versus Braun Strowman. Um, so they, they agreed to disagree and both got disqualified tonight. Uh, I thought... <laughs> Michael Cole slipped when, when they were coming to the ring. Did you guys notice this? He said, this time next week, we'll know who's facing Brock Lesnar. Yeah, no, I didn't notice that. I, yeah, yeah. As, as opposed to saying, in like five minutes, we're going to know right. who's facing him. No, this right. time next week. No, I did catch that. Um, and yeah, they beat the crap out of each other. Braun got the thought, better of him. It was a great spot having, uh, you know, when Kane does the – the sit up and then and Braun sat up to that, that you know the way that Kane sold that. I mean, I'm not uh, yeah. like you know like Matt. I mean, I'm a big fan of Kane, and, and I'm not really big on Kane backing up and backpedaling too much. Yeah. But that was a pretty cool moment, though. It was. I think he oversold a little bit too much, but yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Um, good spots. I just thought they built it up so much. As a match, uh, reinforcing the ring, all of that. I don't know, the double count out. I thought it was just kind of not as exciting of a finish. It, but... you're, you're right, it wasn't because yeah. of that. You're right, it was. And those guys tore it down. I mean, seriously, for where Glenn's at, you know, his, his career, he's he's, in poly, he's about to be, you know, be elected, I'm hoping. Um, he's running a campaign, which is hard work, let me just tell you, from my perspective. Um, and then be able to show up to a show and work. I couldn't even fathom that. I'll be honest, because your mind is not is on so many other things. Um, and pull off the match he just pulled off. Um, and I just don't like the finish, though. That's all. Yeah, no, I agree. So all in all, Matt, what did you think of tonight's Raw? Ugh, same old as I say every week. Uh, C plus. Justin, how about you? I'm a sort of teacher, so I won't give it a grade. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're, it's it's a weird time of year. I mean, I it, you got so long, you're so long until Rumble, so uh, you know you got the holidays coming up. I, you know, I'm, I'm Braun's my biggest attraction. I look forward to watching Braun every week. Matt Hardy behind that, both of them. You know, Matt's intriguing to me. The Braun triple threat. You know, maybe not the best thing if that's what's going to be, but it protects Braun probably. So you know, I mean, I, I'm I'm still convinced. Raw 25. I'll be in New York for that. It's the week before Rumble. I'm still convinced it's Braun versus Taker. I, uh, you know, I'm just convinced that that's what it's going to be. On the 25th of the anniversary show? Yeah. Well, they're, I, they're, they're, they keep saying there's rumor of Taker. You know, WWE keeps saying there's rumor of Taker showing up. Ex, you know, hence, he's going to show up. I just feel like if Braun, if Braun's not going to be in a title match, you need a match for him. And ta- I don't think Taker's done. So, well, you know, and he's working with Kane right now. So, it's a transition. But do you think there. this will happen on the 25th anniversary show? I think there could be a tease. Absolutely. Oh. I mean, if they, I mean I'll, I'll be sitting oh. in the Manhattan Center. I'll be one of the 1,300 people in the Manhattan Center. And I think that's where Taker's going to show up. I think you'll see Austin and Rock in the bigger Barclays venue. I think you'll get Taker, who, of course, was on the first Raw in the Manhattan Center. I'm going to be there. And I, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to get something. Well, even if it's just a, a subtle tease, because obviously Rumble's the week later. And I think. I'm convinced if Braun's not in the title match, Braun needs a big marquee match and Braun versus Taker, man. That, that's it. Five Raw are uh, five weeks from tonight. Six Raws between now and the Royal Rumble. Man, that's a ways away. Yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot of podcasts between them. Podcasts. <laughs> Matt, yep. uh, so we talked about Rich Swan. I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, yep. Matt, what do you want to plug before we take it home? 
I'm good. Nothing. All right. That's what I like to hear. Justin, where can people find you on the interwebs? At Justin LaVar. Follow me on Twitter. And, of course, I'm doing uh, writing on Wrestling Inc. I have my chair shot reality videos on Wrestling Inc. And I also have my own audio podcast, Wrestling Reality, which you can uh, subscribe and download on iTunes and all the other good audio platforms. Excellent, everyone. Well, he is just on the bar, Mr. Matt Morgan at BP Matt Morgan on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Glenn Rubenstein at Glenn Rubenstein on Twitter. And we will see you back here Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern, to talk about SmackDown on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Until next time, take care, folks. Eat it, Raj.